as follows. We learn my modem on Fridays with Hashem's help and with Hashem's bracha. <coughs> and uh, we learn Allah Seydet. We have an order, we have a, a arranged Seydet. And we're learning the my modem of 1983, Tafshin Mem Gimel. As it turns out, I'm assuming that Shabbat Chazonde was no Fabrengen, the Shabbat Votishabov. But for sure there was no Maimed. I didn't look up the Sikhs. There was no Shabbos before Tishabov as well as the Shabbos after Tishabov. If I'm not wrong, there was no Maimed. The next Maimed that we have from our regular learning is Chamisha Sabiyov, which we'll probably do next Friday, which I believe is Chamisha Sabiyov. Um, so when we don't have a Maimed and it's Friday, I smuggle in a different Maimed. Now a month ago, we learned a Maimed, which I always loved. I really always loved this Maimed. I heard the tape of this Maimed many, many years ago. I learned this Maimed right after Gimel Tamos. I started learning about from the Rebbe from the beginning. I learned this Maimed. I listened to the tape. So we learned it about a month ago. Nasata L'Riyachad, his name says, Tafshin Yudal. 1951, the Rebbe said a Maimed about Nisroinus and about Nisim, which is based on a Maimed that the Friedrich Rebbe gave out for the, for the um, I guess, sixth, of Yudbeis Tammuz in Tafresh Tzadigim of 1933. So we learned the Maimed from Tafshin Yudal of 1951. So guess what? The following year in Tafshin Yudbeis 1952, the Rebbe said the same Maimed. In other words, he said a Maimed based on the Maimed of the Friedrich Rebbe. I must tell you that these two Maimodim that are both based on the same parent Maimed have almost nothing in common beyond the Dibir Hamas, the Posek. The, the, the Maimed we learned earlier was all about Birurim and the Sienis. The difference between a Birur and an Nisayin, and the Rebbe has a very big Kiddush about the Sienis. I'm not going to repeat it. We learned it just a month ago. This Maimed is about Nisim and the Sienis. Nisim and the Sienis are diametrical opposites. Why? A Nis means a miracle, which is the greatest revelation of the A Nisayin means a test which is the greatest concealment of the Ebsht in this Maimed which is based on a Maimed from the Free Rebbe he shows that although a miracle is the greatest revelation of godliness and a test is the greatest concealment of godliness they both serve the same purpose the purpose of Nasatel Ariyacha Nes which is a miracle is Lehis says, and Nasatel Ariyacha Nes which means a test is also that's what this Maimed heads. But the Maimed is 10 pages long, as you can see. 9 pages and 3 lines, to be precise. And as would be the language of the Hasidim from yesteryear, there is a Maimed, which I just told you. I told you the whole Maimed, you can go home already. Yeah? It compares miracles and tests that are superficially diametrically opposite. And says both have the identical effect. The Satel Nes where the nace means a miracle, or nace means a test. The purpose is lehis noises, and then the adzim of nekoshet shalom, and save this. So as would be the language of the old chassidim, there's a maimer and a biur. A maimer means the topic that the Rebbe wishes to discuss, which I told you already, which is the correlation between miracles and tests. But the biur means how he discusses it. In order for the Rebbe to take two things that are so diametrically opposite, as miracles and tests, and say they have the same outcome, you need a, an other discussion. And the other discussion is called the biur. And the way my modern, our structure, the Maimed begins 
and ends the Maimir, and in the heart, in the middle, you have what's called the beer. So what's going to happen is the following. Monday, Amir Hashem, we're going to learn the Maimir, which means the beginning and the end. Today, we're going to learn the biur, the heart of the Maimir, which is quite scholarly. It's, see, I'm, I'm doing it on Friday, because Friday people at least know they're coming for a Maimir, and Monday they're coming for a Sikhe. It's not fair to give them a Psahaskolala. This is a very involved, this is not an easy shtickle. We're going to learn the heart of this Maimir, which is more than half of it, which addresses um, the topic that the Rebbe uses as a vehicle, as a lavush, as a means of explaining the issue of the Maimir. And the issue of the Maimir is that something so lofty as a miracle, and something so challenging as a test, has the same shadish. Ness means a miracle, and Ness means a test. And both of them are this neseis mipnekeshit seller. And both of them have a similar effect and a similar effect in the world. And chayav adam leimav loshen rabbe ukefishe yisbayel lekamen. We'll talk about this on Monday. Today we're going to learn the biur. The biur has a number of parts. The beginning of the biur is the Rebbe talks about schar mitzvah, the reward for mitzvahs, and the discussion about schar mitzvah is to make the case, to make the argument that a miracle, a nais, and a schar mitzvah are very similar. There's a similarity between the idea of a schar mitzvah and there's the idea of a nais. So I'm not going to waste any of your time because you don't have any time to waste. So if you look on your maimah, you will see that I numbered. I put alabez gimodal, I think, until you dalit. But you'll also notice that I didn't go in order until you gimel. I did not go in order. Aleph is at the bottom of page shin lamed beis. And the plan is... Today we're going to do Aleph through Ches, or whatever we can accomplish. And then Amit Hashem on Monday, we'll do Tes until Yom We'll do the beginning and the end of the Maimah. In other words, I'm putting the harder, larger piece today. And if we don't learn it all, it's not the end of the world. I'm putting the easier, smaller piece Monday, because that's the part that we want to get. That's the Chesidus, that's Miguel to us. So we begin like this. Schar for three lines, the bottom of page long days. Which is from a disciple of a disciple of Darizal. And in this Sefer, Eimek HaMelech, he explains what a schar for a mitzvah is. When you didn't learn Teir and do mitzvahs, they bring down a level of godliness, which is before the first concealment. And then he adds two more little words. Sheyoyed begilu. That it should shine in a revealed way. The Abishta created a world. And in the world, there has to be a presence of Hashem. Because as we all know, what's the proof that there's godliness in this bench? What's the proof that there's godliness in this bench? What's the teres? That it exists. If there be no godness in the bench, there wouldn't be a bench. The Abishta creates a world. And the world is a revelation of his presence. However, it's concealed. Schar mitzvah is to reveal a higher presence of the Ebishter, which is called that it should be revealed. Instead of looking at a bench and not seeing the Ebishter, but trying to understand that there has to be Ebishter in it, you should see him So the Rebbe proceeds to explain the mysticism and philosophy of this. In other words, what's the difference between the energy of Hashem that's present in the world in the act of creation and the energy of the presence of Hashem which is found in the world as a result of the Shachar Fateh Mitzvah. Hashem made the world, so Hashem is here. 
A yid does a mitzvah, he reveals Hashem here. What's the difference? This is Hashem and this is Hashem. And the answer is, the energy of Hashem in the world for creation is from after the tzimtzum. And the energy, the light of Hashem which is in the world from Teda Mitzvah is from before the tzimtzum. So we begin on page base, Shin Lamet Gimel Vehine. Klolos Manal, the idea that the world is created from a lower godliness. And that the reward for mitzvahs reveals a higher godliness. Is the, is the following two ideas. The light of what's called the kav, the pole or the ruler, which is after the tzimtzum, as opposed to the infinite and plain light of godliness which is before the tzimtzum. And the Rebbe says, If you want to understand what is the difference between the light of the kav and the light of the tzimtzum, it's simple. Study the difference between mamale kolalman the save of Kalaman. Mamale Kalaman means a light which is revealed in the world. And save of Kalaman, which means a light which is hidden in the world. Now, in case you got to bid no Hebrew and you're going to ruin my propaganda, I won't bother you. Mamale means to fill. Save of means to surround. But understand that in mysticism, there's no such thing as a spatial orientation. The concept of space doesn't exist. And therefore, Mamale and save of are concepts as opposed to physical things. The content of Mali is reveals in the world, in the world, the world, in the way that the world gets it. Sevakal means it reveals in the world in the way that the world does not get it, and it's therefore called Sevak. Not that it's surrounding, but that it's Helen, that it's hidden. That's the basic philosophy of Mamalakal and Sevak. So let me give you my standard lecture on Gili versus Etzin. Right? You have two things: revelation and essence. Revelation and essence are equal and opposites because. There's a cloud goggle, there's an absolute rule in Hasidus. And I should take the word absolute out of that sentence. But there's a rule in Hasidus which says as following. And in English this means as follows. If somebody reveals the whole truth, nobody gets it. And if what somebody reveals, somebody gets it's not the whole truth. Now I'm going to say it again, this time turn the computers on, okay? If somebody reveals the whole truth, which we're calling essence, nobody gets it. If what somebody reveals, somebody gets, then it's not the whole truth. There's two possibilities. I can give you everything, in which case you'll have nothing. I can give you something, in which case you'll have something, but not everything. I can give you the truth. The truth is infinite. So you can't get it. I can give you what you can receive, but it's not the entire truth. So let's talk about it. What does revealed mean? Revealed is a very, very simple point. To you. Revealed to you. Revealed to you means it's not revealed by me giving it. It's revealed <coughs> by you receiving. So the first rule of revelation is you get it. Which leads to the second rule of revelation. What's the second rule of revelation? I can't give you what I want. I can't give you everything. I can only give you what you can get. Correct? Anytime you reveal to another, revelation to another is defined by them receiving it. If revelation to another is defined by them receiving it, there has to be Timson, be limited. Which leads to the most important thing of all. Who decides how much a teacher teaches a student? Who decides? The teacher or the student. The real answer to the question is the student does. 
Because there's no point in a teacher pouring water into a cup with a hole. Or overflowing the cup. So the rules of revelation are they reach you. They have to be limited and you determine the end of revelation. The other side of revelation is etzen. What does etzen mean? The truth as I am by myself. The truth as I am by myself, you can never know. I can never give it to you. And it's not reduced. It's not compromised. And that's the difference between Mamale kol almin and sevev kol almin. Malakam means revealed to the world. Now if it's revealed to the world, then what does that mean? The worlds get it. Now if the worlds get it, it has to be limited to the worlds. There's more than one world, right? There's more than two worlds. There's more than three worlds. There's more than four worlds. There's many worlds. Revealed to the world means that each world is getting something different. So rule number one is revealed means that the worlds get it. Rules number two means that the worlds get it in a diversified way, in a hischalkus way. Everybody gets a different piece. And it's therefore very limited. And when you get to the lowest worlds, it's so limited that life is there and you don't even know it's life. That's the taich memale. Memale means revealed to the world. If it's revealed to the world, it has to be revealed to each world differently. It has to be revealed to each world the way the world receives it. A bigger world gets more, a smaller world gets less. Every world gets what it can get. So I want to show you, I think it's on page Shin Lamedal, where the Rebbe says, in the lowest world, you get it. It's revealed to you, but it's revealed to you in such a limited way that you don't even know what you have. Okay? Five lines from the top of page Shin Lamedal. At the end of the line, it says, Vegam Be'elam Hazer. In this world also, the revealed light is revealed. And he explains. The act, to be sure, it's true. In this world, we don't even feel the revealed light. We don't even feel the limited light. We don't even feel the divided light. What does it mean that we don't feel the light? It means only... In this world, there's life. Life is obviously metaphysical. It's obviously spiritual. But life is also godly. In this world, you know you're alive, but you don't know that life is godly. The creations do know they're living, and that's a revelation. They feel life. That gives life and creation and existence, poison to them. The Rebbe says, first of all, they understand life. Moreover, they feel life. They don't know the quality and the source of this life. They think it's really godly. Even in this world, Mamalakalaman is revealed. Mamalakalaman is revealed means you know that there's something spiritual about you. It's concealed that you don't know what it is and where it comes from. But that you are alive is a gili of ruchnius. The idea that you're living is the gili is revealed in this world. The world is so low and so crude. The only thing you don't know is that it's godly life, but that it's life you know. How they move it, it's understood that even in Asiya, Mamalakalaman is Begilu. So Mamalakalaman means what? Revealed. Revealed means limited, divided, and specialized. 
right? Limited, every world gets only what it can receive. Divided, every world gets different. The Rebbe mentions, as they have law, there's two kinds of eschalkas. One kind of eschalkas is higher and lower, a higher level and a lower level. Another kind of eschalkas is what he calls berechah, the right side, the left side. There's all kinds of division in the Malik Alaman. Higher worlds, lower worlds, one aspect of a world, the right hand, the left hand, and so on. And even in Asiyah, Mamalak Alaman is Begiloi, you just don't know that it's godly, but you know that you're alive. And then the Rebbe says, Nochazach. And what's the Nochazach? Shayadei Ha'avoidah. When a person works on himself, Bebir Ebezich HaChemer, in clarifying and purifying his material body, a person could feel that this life is godliness, and he brings the life from other medicine before the Chet, that everybody knew that life was godliness. And the Rebbe says, through Avoidah, you could know that your life is godly. In plain words, Mamalek Alaman has a few criteria. The most important criteria of Mamalek Alaman is that it's revealed to you. And you feel it. Even in Asiyah. What does it mean that's revealed to you? That it has to be limited. What's the appetite of Mamalek Alaman? Seva Kalaman. What's Seva Kalaman? For lack of words, we're going to call Seva Kalaman etzem, essence, even though it's not. And what do we know about Seva Kalaman? What do we know about etzem? It's the whole truth. The whole truth nobody gets. And the whole truth has no levels. The whole truth is one. Seidel Kalamin is everywhere and nobody has it. It's Bechol Mokim Bishav. It's everywhere the same. You with me? So the Rebbe says, the Abishta creates the world with an energy called Kav. The energy called Kav is Mamala Kalamin. The investment of the Abish in the world is limited in such a way the world can feel their life. At the bottom of the pile of worlds is a world called Asiya, that we feel that we're living. We don't know that living is godliness, but through Avodah we can discover that as well. When a Yid does Teirem Mitzvah, he's Mamshech Schar. What is Schar? Schar means reward. What is Schar? Seviv Kalaman. Hashem reveals the truth. That's it. And the truth is everywhere the same, and you'll see momentarily, it's not everywhere the same, it's Dafka in the lowest world. But there's a problem. What's the problem? Huh? What's the problem? Go ahead. But you can't feel it. You can't feel something which is infinite. So we begin Sif Gimel, bottom of Shin Lamedal. Creation, the world as a created being is the Malikalam. But the Schad of Mitzvah is Hamshokas Eda Savit. Bringing down an infinite light. Ulamayla yesan on a higher level. Who ate in Seishal if now Tzimtzum? You're bringing down light of godliness. From before the Tzimtzum canal may even come out. Shaydei ha mitzvah mamshichin. As ha eishal if now Tzimtzum mitzvah bring down. A light which is before the Tzimtzum says the Rebbe v'lachein am shachazush shaydei do mitzvah. Number one, when you do a mitzvah and you bring a schad, you should know the schad for this mitzvah eina begili be'elamish. It's not revealed in the world. You do a And then he said at the end of the line, Eina Nikeres Begil of Elmas. Not only is the reward not revealed, you don't even see evidence of it. So Schar Mitzvah's a Gaval de Gazach. It's a Gil of Elin Tosh Lefneyat Simtu. It's one small detail. You don't even know what's happening. Now you look on your page of A, B, C, D, E. I wrote into the text, yes? B. Vagam Shaydekiyam a Mitzvah. Is it not true that when he does a Mitzvah? Nasis er makiv halo adam that is an encompassing light. Hamakayim es hamitzvah udav the mitzvah ukedi isa betanya like it doesn't tanya when you do a mitzvah you're in the realm of godliness. 
says the Rebbe on top of Shin Lamadhaya, skip the brackets. Sure. When you do a mitzvah, number one, there's schach. You don't feel that. Number two, there's an envelopment, there's a halo, there's a shade of around you, which chance the Rebbe brings in the, in the bracket that I created. A person who does a mitzvah, you have to stand up for him, even if he's an Amaretz and a because there's a lakus in him. But it's behelot. Number three, three lines from the top of page Shimon Lamad Hay, number C. Even the idea that one mitzvah brings a second mitzvah. Hainu and the Rebbe translates, Vosit the Taish. Mitzvah Geredes Mitzvah, Shekiyam HaMitzvah Peil Beguv Nevesha Bahamas. When you do a mitzvah, it affects not your mind and not your neshama, but your body and animal soul. Sheyid, so that the guf should want Lekayim Eid Mitzvah to do a second mitzvah. Says the Rebbe, number three, Harigam Be'inyinzeh, and Imalgeh, Shesagilu, Shalamitz. It's a fact of life that one mitzvah brings a second mitzvah, but you don't feel the energy that's compelling <laughs> one mitzvah to the next mitzvah. You yourself don't know, and the Rebbe says in Yiddish, He knows he wants to know the mitzvah and doesn't even know why. The mitzvah slapped you without your awareness, and the Rebbe says in Yiddish twice, It pushes you and it pulls you. Pushes you from behind and pulls you from the front. A mitzvah is goyedit. Lakayim aid the mitzvah do another mitzvah. She says, "Odik lashin gederes." Avalein zebegil class not revealed. So point number three is that even the idea that the mitzvah has evidence in the world. What's the evidence of a mitzvah in the world? The evidence of a mitzvah in the world is that it's goyedit another mitzvah. You you see the fact that a mitzvah made to do a mitzvah, but you don't understand the logic and you don't see the process. Number D the aid zeis moreover. Just like Seyvav Kalama, which is the Shachar, we bring down to Teiru Mitzvah, is hidden in this world, says the Rebbe Gam Be'elamu Atzilus. You should know, the Shachar for a Mitzvah is not even revealed in Atzilus. Because Atzilus is also Mawala Kalaman. And the Shachar of a Mitzvah is Seyvav Kalaman, and it brings a verse which the Rebbe always quoted in the name of the Rebbe Marash, that the Shachar for Mitzvah is called Munach Bekufs. In Atzilus, it's in a treasury box. Atzilus itself does not have the aid of a mitzvah because the aid of a mitzvah is higher than Atzilus. So four points. One of the four points, Tzchan Mitzvah, greatest thing in the world. What do you have to know about it? It's so great, useless to you. Thank you very much, Rabbi. Hey, that's helpful. <laughs> you have none of it. Gunish. You don't have the gil of the Tzchan. You don't have the makif on the person. You don't have the oil of mitzvah, gereres mitzvah. And don't think you'll escape to Atzilus and experience it. Atzilus doesn't experience it either. So how was that helpful? So the Rebbe says in number E, Verak la'asid lo'ri. Mashiach will come. Sha'ad yukuya mashakasa, there will be a fulfillment of the Pasuk. V'nigla v'gema, the revelation of Godliness will be fulfilled. Ovei tezgale p'ula sa'teiru mitzvah. Then, there will be a revelation of the effect of teiru mitzvah. V'amshachas eira seiver. V'amshachas eir shalafnei ha'tzimtzum. This infinite one light will be revealed to us. Says the Rebbe, now if you lost the place, I'm on page Shin Lamed Hei. Six lines from the end of the paragraph. Vezel, this is the meaning where the Gemara says, Char mitzvah Baha'i Amalek. There's an argument in the Gemara whether this Char for mitzvahs nowadays or not. The Rambam Paskas, Al-Rabbi brings it in the Kuntas and Gesekedesh, that we hold that there's no reward for mitzvahs in this world of the category of Bein Adam Lamakim. Be man and God. Mitzvahs, Bein Adam Lamakim. It says the Fedish in the Elud Vorim, Adam Echel Pei Leseyem Le'elam Azeh. 
והקרן קיימת לאלם הבא, על מצווה צדוקה, מלך חסודים, אין הלוויה סמייס, ואיבן דה טרל במצווה, which is called כיבוד אבאים, since these are mitzvahs which are at least in part, not machavele, there's a schad ne'elam ha'az, and there's a whole explanation why. There's a gemara, in Chulun, there's a Rambam, there's a sikh, it's called. But there's no reward for mitzvahs. That's the opinion. Why? There is a reward for mitzvahs. There's of course a reward for mitzvahs, but you can't get it. It's so good that it's useless to you. Schad and mitzvah exists now, but it's behelem for the four or five reasons, the points that we mentioned before. Says the Rebbe, the Laosid, three lines from the end of the paragraph, Yeh, Gilu, Ikesh, Chinah. When Mashiach comes, Ikesh, Chinah is going to be revealed. And the Rebbe says, Ikesh, Chinah, Dafke, which is not Mamalik Alamin, not Save of Kalamin, but Lamaila Yesa, Bechinah, Sa'atmus. Ikesh, Chinah is Atmus, and the Gilu is going to be Betachtainim, and therefore, Yosad Lavid is going to be Schalmitz. So, what did we just learn? We just learned about a juxtaposition between creation and mitzvahs. Creation creates a limited and revealed light. Down here, this light is so limited and so revealed that you know you're living, but you don't know that it's God. Teira mitzvah creates an unlimited and an, uh, an hidden light, which is only revealed to us in love. But then there's another nekudah. And what's the other nekudah? Where is it revealed? Last words of that paragraph on page Shin Lamadei. This revelation of Ikeshkin is Dafke down here. Even though we know that it's everywhere the same, but it's down here Dafke. Why down here? Why here more than someplace else? So you have Nacha paragraph. Vahainyin Bazer de Pshat. The Be'erah Maliyash and Chalkas Be'if and Agile. Okay, I'm skip. Let's go turn the page. Page Shin Lamed Vuk. Yeah? Okay. Mamalek um, Olamen, we just spent some time discussing, is revealed to the world. And if it's revealed to the world, it means the worlds receive it. And if it's revealed to the worlds, and the worlds receive it, that means what? What does that mean? If it's real to the world, the world receive it, that means it has to be limited. Save of Kalaman, look at the end of that paragraph. I'm on page Shin Lamed Vov now. Five lines. Before the end of the paragraph, after the vertical line, the light which is called Save of Kalaman. It's revealed down here, it's everywhere the same. What does that mean? Number one, there's no aspects, there's no levels in Seva Klamen, it's one. And therefore, the way it shines into the world, it doesn't fit into a vessel. It hovers above the vessels, and it's everywhere the same. So, Schar Mitzvah is everywhere the same. And it's revealed in its atzmiyot, it's revealed as it is in relationship with itself. It doesn't tailor itself to vessels, so it's going to be revealed. Now how does that add up to being dafke down here? What is the reason it shines dafke here and not everywhere? So the Rebbe is a very simple answer. You did the work here. You do the time, you pay the crime. I'm sorry, you did the crime, you pay the time. Yeah, You do the time. You did the mitzvah here, this is So to be sure, Seyyid Al-Kalaman is one light and everywhere the same. But since the work we're at, since the fact is, the avoider was done here, this chad has to be here. Now in other Maimorim, you would have very complicated lectures on this. But in this Maimor, the Rebbe is very nice. He can give us the whole things about Yeshus and Atzimus and Gashmir, all those exotic things. He doesn't do it. He's just very pushing. We were tainted mitzvahs done here. So the revelation is here. It's going to be everywhere. But it starts from here. 
because here is where we do the Tere. The mitzvahs, that's what the Chazi. Remember Tanya, like four or five days ago, we learned Pedic Ibeza began Satchuvah. Chapter 12 of Again Satchuvah. And the Altarebbe gives a muscle from shadow. You're standing next to, or you're standing in the street. And your body creates a shadow that has a certain level of depth, darkness, blackness, and a certain level of length. Correct? The more to the side the sun is, the earlier in the morning, later at night, the longer the shadow will be, and the less crisp the shadow will be. The closer you get to the center of the day, the deeper the shadow will be, and the smaller it will be, right? If you don't agree, don't argue. That's the way it is. When the sh- and you stand and watch the shadow, and the shadow moves. It moves very slowly. It moves imperceptibly. But if you could measure, every 15 minutes, you see the shadow is getting either longer or shorter, and either less dense to very, very dark. That's what happens to the shadow. When the shadow moves an inch... How many miles did the sun travel? Remember, we hold the earth is standing still and the sun is moving. When the shadow moves an inch, how many miles did the sun shadow travel? That is millions of miles. So the Rebbe says, down here is a shadow of Lamaila, but it's the other way around. Not that the movement Lamaila creates the shadow Lamata, but the shadow Lamata creates the movement Lamaila. So we do a tiny mitzvah. And in the heavenly worlds, things are moving at thousands and thousands of miles an hour. In of the rash of the heavens. The heavens are like a noise. It's a constant noise that the heavens are making that you cannot hear because it's sort of music in the background. So the Ramam about it, the Shturam about it, but the little acts we do, the mile have a huge, huge effect. So but it starts here because the work is done. So let's repeat what we learned. We're in the middle of what's called in the culture the beer on this maimer. And we learned a third of the maimer so far. What does the beer on the maimer say? There is something called tzchar mitzvah, the reward for mitzvahs. And the reward for mitzvahs has a gavaldika upside but a gavaldika downside. The upside of the reward for mitzvahs is it reveals Eden Tev, Shofnei And the downside is tzchar mitzvah b'hayalma leka. You don't know about it. You're not going to know the Shachar Mitzvah till you also So the Rebbe says, and by the way, just like there's a concept of Shachar Mitzvah, there's another concept with a small, teeny, 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 tiny difference. And that other thing is called a nace, a miracle. How are they the same? It's a gili of Sevelkov. How are they the same? It's a gili of Enisav Shachar How are they different? Somebody answer the question, please. It's revealed. We can see it. You can see it. It's revealed. That's the difference. Next paragraph. Now you talk about miracles. So it's It's the same as the reward for mitzvahs. In the basic sense, that's a gili of sevet kalam in the world. It's a gili of nature of neyat That change shechad mitzvah is The reward for mitzvah reveals a uniform, infinite, transcendent light which is higher than the stalshalos. A miracle is higher than nature. And of course, the Rebbe gives us the classic conversation. We've had this conversation a hundred times, so you're going to get it from me, Baal Peh. Right? What are the translations of the word Teva? Two translations. Number one, Matveya. Matveya means a mint, not a coin. What is a mint? You make copies of the same thing over and over again. They're all the same. What makes nature nature that it repeats itself? 
The Baal Shem Tev says nature is a series of the same miracle happening again and again. But it looks natural because it's so predictable, as they say in the culture, and repetitive. The second translation word teva is in the word tviya, to be sunk, to be immersed. Drowning is called teva, to sink into the water. You're sunk in a blindness and a quagmire of nature. So nature means, because things repeat themselves over and over again, you're blocked by this repetition, and you don't see the Eivishter. That's teva. What's nace? Nace means something which is very high. Make a serpent and put it on a, on a staff, on a mast, on a very high point. And everybody looks up and sees it. It stands out. It's above. So because a miracle is above, in a miracle you see the Ebishter. Hashem is revealed. So Teva means also Hashem, but Hashem is sunken and hidden, which is Teva, Mamalek Alamin, Kav. Nase is something distinctive. It stands out. It's different. It didn't happen yesterday. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It happened only today. And because a nase is distinctive, everybody sees it and it's revealed to everybody. So a nase is like schad mitzvah, except for this detail. It's a revelation of a uniform in soft light from the fneat simtum. But that in schad mitzvah, it's the hell until the yosid love. And a nase is revealed right now. You get it? Yeah? Six lines from the bottom of the page, six chilamavot. Six lines from the bottom of the page. A miracle which is higher than nature. is in such a fashion and form. It brings into the world an entirely new ayat, which means an indirect light, which is higher than the works completely. By the way, for the for the Kabbalists keeping score at home, and I know you're a Kabbalist and you're keeping score, you're just another Eid Chadash is actually higher than Seyed Al-Quran. It's etzimavating itself. But don't tell anybody that, okay? The Yisayinim is there, but there's another point. Shagili Eira, Seyed Al-Quran, Seyed Al-Quran through a miracle is different than Seyed Al-Quran through Shachar Mitzvah. Why? Meyir Be'elam Kafi Shehubim, it's a Yisayin, comes into the world, and is revealed in the world, and you know what else? It doesn't destroy it. Be'hag Be'lei Savativ, the world remains the same world. After the miracle happens, the world remains the same world. In one place, in one time, and in one thing, a miracle occurred. So miracles like schar mitzvah, but they're begilui in a way that doesn't destroy the world because they're local. In a miracle, as opposed to in a schar mitzvah, the miracle is revealed in the world. And what's the miracle of the miracle? That it's kefish yuhubim atzavi. It doesn't burn the world up. You just see the age. Says the Rebbe v'zeh l'recha nesata l'recha nes. That's a miracle. Okay. So the Rebbe gave us a long arichis about schar mitzvah seviv kolalmin, and he said schar mitzvah is what. Is a very high revelation, but we don't have it till the Asad loving. A miracle happens in one place and in one time and in one thing, and it's revealed now. And in the next page, the Rebbe falls off the continental shelf into the uh, to the marine depths. Okay, we're we, we're now at uh, twenty five thousand feet. Okay, it's cold and it's dark and there's no oxygen, but there's still life down here. Sit hey, says there's a deeper level. And the Rebbe goes to the whole Arichis, which is called Das Elyon and Das Tach. The Rabbi say, I'm not teaching you Das Elyon and Das Tach. Why? It's very simple. I don't want to. 
and I'm in charge. I'm sorry to tell you, I, I don't want to. I had a yeshiva bachim. I'm learning with them chasidus. My mother, my Rebbe. We got dasay das tachin. I looked at my bottom, I gave them one shear and I said, "Okay, we're going. We're moving on. We skipped it." There's a pasuk that says "Kel Deis Hashem," that in the Eidush did this two days. Now, if you have any common sense, you understand that that's foolish. Why? Two reasons. Number one, if one thing is true, the other is a lie. If the second thing is true, the first is a lie. You can't have two truths. Agreed? Kel Deis Havaya is a problem. How can you have two days in godliness? Godliness is either this or this, can't be both. So how do you, how do the Jew answer a question? Huh? With a question. What's the next question? How could you say about the Eivishter that he knows? Knowledge is a form. Knowledge is a creation. Knowledge is a vessel. By the Eivishter you cannot say knowledge. You can only say he's not missing knowledge. You cannot say he knows. So the answer to the first kasha is the second kasha. There's a pasuk which is probably the source of the most complicated sugya in all of Hasidus. Which is the sugya of Da'as Eliyad and Da'as Tach. You have it in Ayin Vov, you have it in Tzadik Dalet, Rebbe spoke about Tavshin Tezvob and Tavshin Tezayin, you have it in Samach Tes. It's, it's one of those, it's probably one of the most famous and difficult sugyas of Hasidus. How could there be two knowledges in the Eivishter? If one is true, the other is false. And the second is true, the second first is false. And the Teretz is, how could you have an Eibishter knowledge? And the Teretz is, the knowledge is not in the Eibishter. The Eibishter is, the knowledge is in Eibishter liness, in Getlachat. And since you're talking about godliness, you can have two knowledges. Okay, get it. There's two levels of knowledge. You can't have two truths in the Eibishter. So the Teretz, you have two truths in Eibishter liness. And the Raya, that we're talking about Eibishter liness, and not Eibishter liness, because we use the word Das. In the Eivish, you can only say the word Yodua, not Yodea. In other words, Rabbi Isai, the, the Pesukim say that there's two levels of Emes. A higher Emes and a lower Emes. Now understand, Klippa is not Emes, it's Sheket. So when you say that there's two Emeses, you mean two Emeses in a Lakus alone. Not two Emeses, an Emes in the world and a world Emes in the Eivish. From the Eivish's perspective, first of all, you can't have two Emeses, and second of all, he doesn't even know it. There's no knowledge. In the realms of Eibishtalinus, you could speak of knowledge. And you could speak of two. In other words, Das Elyon and Das Tachn is not the Eibishtal in the world. In the Eibishtal there's no Das, and in the world there's no Emes. Das Tachn and Das Elyon are after the Eibishtal and before the world. The world is Sheker, the Eibishtal is not Das. In Getlechkeit, which means everything beside the Eibishtal. Until the end of Atzilus, which is the end of Getlechkeit, you have two days. That's why this sugi is so complicated. What are the two? It can't be the Eivishter. The Eivishter can't know. He's above knowledge. It can't be the world because the world is a lie. It has to be two levels in godliness. And in general, it's Yehudi Allah, Yehudi Tato. The higher unity and the lower unity. In other words, there is godliness that is above the world. There is godliness that is in the world. And they're both true. Because we're not talking about world, we're talking about godliness. The godliness that is above the world is an expression of God. The godliness that is in the world is the truth of the world. So Kel Deis Havaya is a very interesting... I just gave you the hard part of the sugya. But the few minutes that I just spoke, if you understood what I said, you got the foundation of this, this very complicated discussion. You're having a lot of, a lot of places in Hasidus. It's not the Eivish, it's not the world. It's only Eivish Talinus. Das Elyin is how the godliness reflects the Eivishter. That's one perspective. 
And that's fact now godliness is tailored to the world. It's a different perspective. What's the difference? So in short, the difference is as follows. Godliness, which is called Elyon. Because the Ebishter says, Lamayla yesh alamata ayin. The Ebishter is true, everything else is a lie. Including godliness. Das Tachten says, Lamata yesh alamata ayin. The world is independent of the Ebishter. And the godliness, which is the life of the world, is misunderstood. Ayin doesn't mean nothing. Ayin means misunderstood. In Das Elyon, Ayin means nothing. Compared to the Ebishter, godliness is nothing. In Das Tachten, compared to the world, godliness is misunderstood. Mitverstanden. See, Das Elyon, they're both Emes. Because we're not talking about world, we're talking about godliness. The higher Emes is godliness, which is above the world, sees the reality from the Abish's perspective. So everything but God is not the Emes. The godliness that was designed for the world looks at it through the prism of the world and says the world is independent. And godliness, not godliness, is nothing. Godliness is beyond comprehension. So the Rebbe says something fascinating, really fascinating. And again, I'm, I'm cheating you out of reading the text inside, A, because of time, and B, because I think it's just easier. The Rebbe is like Valde Kazakh. We started this conversation with a premise. And the premise is that there's emes and sheker, truth and a lie. When a Pasuk in Tanakh says, Kale Deus, it's emes. A Pasuk in Tanakh, it's scripture, it's biblical, the words of God, says there's two knowledges, it's true. Not true to me, not true to you, true, or whatever true means. But we know from Hasidus that there's levels of truth. There's Sfas Emes, that's the edge of truth. There's plain Emes, truth. And there's Emes Lamite, absolute truth. All are true, which means all are eternal and all are real. But relatively speaking, this is the edge of truth. This is truth, and this is the absolute truth. Das Elyein is more Emes. And Das Tachten is less Emes. What is Das Elyein? Godliness represents the Eivishter and says, I'm not the Eivishter. But I know that the Abishtad is true and everything else is a lie. Godliness, which is connected to the world, says, I'm not the world. But I look at reality through the eyes of the world, because I'm invested in the world. The world says, I exist, and godliness cannot be understood. It says the Maimon numero uno, this is true and this is true. It's true that godliness in relationship with the world, the world cannot understand. It is true that the world thinks it's independent, even though it's not really independent. But they're both true. Says the Rebbe, now that I told you that there are two truths, there's a higher truth and a lower truth. The higher truth is that when Godliness represents the Abish, he says only the Abish is Emes, everything else is a lie. And the Godliness that represents the world is saying the world thinks he's real and therefore he doesn't understand Godliness. So they're both true, but the first truth makes the second truth into a lie. Relatively speaking, the second truth is a lie. Why? Number one, is the world independent? I'm asking you. Is the world independent? It's absolutely dependent. The statement that the world is a yesh, check it. It thinks it's a yesh. And the Rebbe doesn't know to think it's a yesh. The Rebbe has to create it. And there's godliness of yeshus that's in it that makes it emes. But it's not really true. And number two, when you say that the godliness which is above the world is beyond comprehension, is it beyond comprehension? It's beyond comprehension to you. If you would be on a higher level, you'd understand it. So the Rebbe talks us through Da Selyan and Da Astachtin. 
Das Elyon means the knowledge of godliness that's representing the Eibishter. Das Tachnis, the knowledge of godliness that's representing the world. They're both Emes and they're both knowledge. The higher knowledge makes the lower knowledge look less true. And then the Rebbe says there is something called Shiloh, there's a fusion of Das Elyon and Das Tachnis, of the higher knowledge on the lower knowledge. If you go to page Shin Lamet Chas, I just cheated you out of the hardest part of this Maimed and I'm thrilled that I did it and I really hope you're also. Next paragraph, Shin Lamet Chas Al P And therefore we can understand the novelty that happens when a world which is infused with a godliness that's limited and says the world thinks he's independent and he can't understand godliness when you add to the lower knowledge the higher knowledge the lower knowledge is also true because the lower knowledge is not how the world knows itself but how the godliness that sustains the world knows itself and the godliness that knows the world also is one with Hashem then it's called Tatar the oneness with Hashem of the lower level of godliness is a lower oneness I'll call upon it. It's lower. It's a oneness. And yichud is bitl. Four lines into the paragraph. Nevertheless. Even though das tachn is true. And das tachn is bitl. You cannot compare it. When you bring in the higher knowledge. The higher knowledge says. There's only God. And everything else is nothing. And when you add das tachn. The world becomes a whole different world. To bring the higher knowledge into the lower knowledge requires work. To bring the higher knowledge into the lower knowledge. And then the Rebbe gives us a very, very scholarly insight. We now have to explain. How could you bring the higher knowledge into the lower knowledge? You reveal the Abish in the world, the world should disappear completely. And the Rebbe explains which I'm not going to live with you, the Nekudas of it is, the truth of this world is Atmos. The truth of this world is the Ebishter himself. And therefore it's possible to reveal the higher Das into the lower Das. And then the Rebbe says, on page Shin Lamites, that's another words a miracle. In other words, in the first part of today's Shin, what was a miracle? A miracle was a revelation of Seva of Kalam. A miracle was a revelation of Now the Rebbe says, a miracle is revealing Das Elyon and Das Tachten. In a way that you can see the das and das tachten, he connects to the shield of Avayim Ba'adna, shield of Avayim Ba'avayim, and I'm done. Now, in case you lost me, we just read. I'll tell you how many pages of Maimed, and you'll learn the meaning of the word filibuster. We learned Shin Lamed Gimel, Shin Lamed Dalid, Shin Lamed Hey, Shin Lamed Vav, Shin Lamed Zayin, Shin Lamed Ches, and the top of Shin Lamed Tes. And you know what else? I really told you everything. More or less, it's written. So we learned much more than half a mind. Now, if what I said today was a little bit difficult, the basic idea I'm sure you got, don't worry. Just come back on Monday. Because Monday we're going to learn much less of the mind. And the easier part of the mind. But the chassidisha part of the mind. The part of the mind that touches the heart. This mind is about miracles. But this mind is about something else as well. That is a juxtaposition. There's a comparison between a miracle and a test. A miracle is the greatest revelation. A test is the greatest concealment. But they have the same effect on the world.
we'll say it together now. Yehovchu yom u'meiru sasim u'simch v'emes v'shalom ha'hebu shav an easy fast. Um, v'ibal the Gemara says, Rebbe says, Kiv and the itch itch Shabbos is tishabah, and Shabbos this week we're going to eat more meat and more fish and more wine than we normally do. Maybe she should affect that we shouldn't have to fast tishabah. And she will be simchah to live. Say good Shabbos and an easy fast.